0: I'm joined here by uh, elite international bodyguard Mason Haynes. Uh, it's an absolute honor to have you on here, sir, Uh the Bubba's, Bubba's Bodyguard Podcast. Uh, we are available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Uh, good evening, Mason. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah, I'm good, Bubba. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the invite. Yes, sir. You're welcome. Anytime. And uh, can you kind of just uh, elaborate a little bit of where you currently are? Uh, you don't have to get into to too much specifics, but uh, what, what is what is a day uh, right now currently uh, look like for, for you, sir? Like, what, what are you working with? Uh, you know, uh, where are you at about in the world?
1: I mean, obviously, we're all, um, we're all engaged to varying degrees in this situation. Um, you know, the general populace are obviously doing their bit by saying, staying at home and uh and we've got this uh we've got this expression we're using at the moment which is uh stick together stay apart um i personally am um mobilized on task and i'm in central london Mm -hmm. on on a on um, an oversight project um basically just kind of doing some like reporting Um, i'm sat in my vehicle right now um, and basically just doing some hourly reporting on the evolution of things that may or may not happen um, as a collateral uh, side effect of what's happening with the restrictions that we're currently experiencing and uh, and the lockdown scenario that we have
0: at the moment yes sir and um can you just touch on how many years i know you've been in the, the field for a long long time how many years have you been doing security work now I've
1: been I've been, a, I've been a bodyguard. I've been involved in security since I was nineteen, um, wow. I've been, and I've been a bodyguard since I was twenty-two. So um, I, I'm forty-seven in July. So I mean, the math is there—twenty-five years ballpark for the bodyguard side of things. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a vocation. Um, I'm I'm kind of I've, I've had lots of great experiences. I've travelled a lot, huge amount. Of basketball very privileged you know but it's uh it's one of those jobs where you, you you kind of get to stand on the shoulders of giants and um it's always a learning curve still learning i i, I to still be learning until i retire so that's kind of my that's kind of my
0: mission statement yes sir absolutely and uh you know that's something that uh is very true in this field that you know no matter if you're one year into it or like yourself you know over 20 plus years that every day you have to be in a, in a state of learning and just constant involvement, e- you know, from training to, you know, um, learning how every situation, you know, that that we could just look back and reflect on things and just have that desire to be more great desire to, Hey, you know, could we have made an adjustment here and, you know, just so much preventative maintenance that goes into this uh, field in this industry, um, you know, that the, the, the average eye wouldn't see uh, necessarily. Um, w- well, I mean, that's, that's w- the
1: human condition, you know, and, and, and looking at things in a slightly different way, mm-hmm. um, I think generally speaking, the risk assessment part of the brain has evolved um, significantly within the general populace uh, in the in the recent years, mm-hmm. and purely and simply because of the threat profile of the world that is obviously evolving and changing all the time, uh, mm-hmm. so, so what, would, what would historically be 25 years ago is something that
2: most people wouldn't notice perhaps they will now Mm -hmm. um, luggage in a place without anyone near it or a guy
1: wearing a heavy coat on a hot day or um, a van parked in a position which it normally be parked in these are are risk assessment things that historically a normal Joe Public kind of guy wouldn't really look at but now because of what's happened in the world over the last 25 years 20 years um,
0: people are making completely different Kind of shouts on exactly what's going on around you. absolutely yes sir and um you know that that's such uh you know pivotal points that you touched on you know like you said it, it, to the average person they 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 miss them but to a, to a trained mind to someone that's been uh that has endured uh you know different obstacles and and various uh clientele or, or things of that nature that you know and, and of course advanced training that you you know um you know, those things just like it's second nature, like it's the back of your hand, you know, as as you continue to progress in this in this journey. Um, who who are some people that you've had the opportunity to bodyguard, if if you can say so? I mean, I've looked after I've looked after I've done I've been in all sectors. Um,
1: mm-hmm. So I've, I've worked um, a huge amount in corporate um, looking after some ultra high network individuals. Mm-hmm. i also had the privilege of being involved with um, a list celebrity. Cardassians, um, uh, Kanye West. Um, I've done some stuff with uh, historically stuff with uh, Jay Z when he came over to do his retirement tour in
2: London. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked, still worked with uh, Charlie Booth, um, Lewis Hamilton, the F1 World Champion. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm engaged with lots of different people I work on in, in the rock sector as well, with, uh, with the world bands. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, as I said, it's, it's been a privilege to, to work with some of those people, some iconic figures. Um, yes, sir. And, you know, it's, it's I guess the, the thing about the work, Barbara, as you know, is that everybody wants that job, you know? Or, or, right. Or the, everyone, everyone from the kind of like the guy that works in the supermarket to the guy that works in the nightclub or the guy that's manning the crash barrier in a concert, they mm-hmm. all want to be doing the celebrity thing, right? Right. But it's a journey, you know, it's a journey, and the journey requires um, dedication, it requires uh, a focus, um, and it requires, like, lots of, kind of, personality traits that are that are
3: unusual, and and, mm-hmm. and, and sacrifice, there's, there's a huge amount
1: of sacrifice that comes with the job, um, Absolutely.
4: you know, and the ability to just
1: basically walk out on whatever you're doing within less, sometimes less than 24 hours, and, and, and be on a plane, and, and be gone for three months, and... That's not for everybody, and it's not. It's, it's, a, it's a job of it's a job of completely dynamic response, where you you, you may not be able to plan uh, for birthdays, for Christmases, for holidays. You know, so you know the sacrifices um, that you that you pay are, are ultimately what um, give you the opportunity to do this work. You know, you need to you need to be able to um, just make those quick decisions and have have people around you, family around you, that will
2: understand that that's the life you've chosen.
0: Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I I can, um, you know, I can back you 100% that there is so much sacrifice that goes into this, that, uh, you know, if you're not willing to sacrifice and you're not willing to give up a lot of things that, uh, this field just isn't for you, especially if you want to be in it longevity and, and you want to have a high level of success in this field, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things you got to give up, you know, and, um, that's that's very true. Uh, obviously, you've been able to travel the road and you've you've seen a lot of different places. If you could say one place that was your favorite, Mason, what what would you say sticks out the most? Where you you get that detail and hey, this is the state or this is the country or continent we're in now. What what is your favorite place that that you've ever been?
1: I mean, um, my specialty, Baba, um, mm-hmm. and I, don't, I don't know how much research you've done, but my specialty is West Africa. Mm-hmm. So I, I've worked a lot in Sierra Leone, um, in, in, in Central Africa as well, in the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, um, Angola, Liberia, Tanzania, Zimbabwe. Um, I've been all over um, Libya, uh, Egypt. I mean, Africa is Africa is still almost a frontier continent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, right. it's, it's still it's still such an amazing place where things are really truly still possible. Um, mm-hmm. and There's a sense of uh, both risk and adventure in equal measure,
3: Mm -hmm. and
1: um, that's challenging. And and it gives you a sense that, because often the job um, on the celebrity side of things, on the A-list side of things,
3: Mm -hmm. um,
1: you you, you feel like you're more of an accessory often, right? And you're not actually actually fulfilling the full kind of spectrum of your training uh,
4: history, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Um, Right. Whereas in Africa... um, you know, there is there is definitely the definitely the possibility of coming into contact and you know having serious situations and mm-hmm. having, to, having to make, um, you know, ha- having to have regimented SOPs and making mm-hmm. sure that you're making sure that you're, you know, that all the people around you have you know the same headspace and are, are taking the same kind of um, same kind of attitude. It's,
0: it, mm-hmm. Africa is for me, anyway, especially West Africa, is, uh, it gives me a sense of challenge that I really enjoy. Right, absolutely. And, uh, you know, every day in this field, you know, we'll, we're always faced with some type of uh, a challenge, whether it's in, in our life or in our profession, um, especially in the security field. And it's all about, uh, you know, how can you divert that challenge or how, how can you overcome it? And, uh, you know, I absolutely. Um, what what would you say? Obviously, you have uh, a boatload of, of, of accolades and, and achievements in life. But if, if if one stuck out to you the most, that it, it, what would you say in, in your profession was the proudest moment that you've endured so far? I mean, we, we, a couple of years ago, we were working
3: mm-hmm. hard in, um, in the Democratic Republic of Congo to, mm-hmm. I, was, I was working for,
1: um, a South African entrepreneur, um, who has a very strong faith and mm-hmm. is trying to start a blockchain initiative to um, take children and women out of the cobalt mines? Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of, I guess that's that's some of the stuff that makes you most proud when you're when you're working uh, on a philanthropic basis and, mm-hmm. and, and trying to do things um, that are genuinely uh, for the betterment of people that perhaps otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity. I think those are the those are the times when you come away from a job and you think. Um, yeah, but you've done something that's, that's, that's very, very really positive. Um, and,
0: I, you know, that that's the stuff, as I get older, Baba, that's mm-hmm. the stuff that really counts to me. Um, yes,
4: sir. Uh, because, you know,
1: that that polarization between things that happen in Africa, you know, in Sierra Leone, I'll go back to Sierra Leone, but in Sierra Leone, you you know, there's there's a there's a very... I, it's very difficult, I guess, for Americans or anyone in the West to understand just 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 the extent of the poverty. And when you really see um, baseline poverty in the extreme, it's it's, it's kind of shocking. Um, you know, when you see six-year-old kids stood on, you know, hundred-meter-high rubbish dumps, and that's basically their life from the moment they get up in the morning to the moment they go to sleep is basically rifling through. you know the 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 Mm -hmm. refuse and the detritus of their own society and you know they have a life expectancy of less than 30. Wow. Then you you get like a real sense of your privilege Um, Mm -hmm. and then you can go from there um, in the back streets and in in the slums of Sierra Leone and then the next minute you could be on someone's boat in Monaco. Wow. So that so that polarization between those two worlds um, it makes you appreciate your own middle ground a lot more. I live a, I live a relatively humble life, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, and the important things to me are you know, my family and stuff. Um, but it ultimately, you know, that polarization between extraordinary poverty and extraordinary privilege give you the best sense
3: of who you are. And to be honest with you, Bubba, like, mm-hmm. ov- obviously I don't want to be
1: on the right-hand side extremely poor and, you know, and, and fighting day-to-day for quite basic essentials but at the same time there's lots of negatives towards the ultra privilege as well you know it's uh, right it's not that's that's also not all it's cracked up to
0: be. believe me yes sir absolutely um what what obviously uh recently uh you know you started the bodyguards against bullying organization and movement uh you know i'm not sure how recent you started that um uh, but what what was the defining moment? What, what was it that said to you, hey, I need to make some – I need to, to use my voice, my platform. I need to bring about some change because uh, – was it uh, something, a, a personal matter that happened? Was it something that you were just seeing all across the road? Uh, with with uh you know children and and youth and just people of all ages being bullied what what was the defining moment that said hey i need to make some i need to use my platform and voice to bring about as much change as i can to to, to fight the the fight against bullying
1: i mean, I mean there's quite a few reasons
3: um, mm-hmm. i mean obviously as you get older and i know you're still young by so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get into you older yes, and you younger yes sir uh, <laughs> but um coming up to 47 Mm -hmm. you
1: start start to make retrospective journeys into your history and maybe ask yourself some questions about how you ended up in the place you are and my journey can definitely be rooted in um my i had some pretty serious bullying when i was in my sort of like mid to late teens at school Mm -hmm. um and that was a dark time in my life um Mm -hmm. and I, i i can i can kind of uh Recall it so vividly um, as as being such an influential factor in, in in where I am today, because there was a point in my life where I just decided that you know either I was going to check out or I was going to or I was going to never be bullied again, and, and mm-hmm. luckily for me, I chose chose the latter option. Um, right, and kind of made some changes, not just in my physical self, but also in my kind of mental attitude towards life. Um and
4: you know, I think one of the things is, is just gaining kind of physical control over your own body. Um mm-hmm. so it's very empowering. Um and right. then obviously I've got my daughter, she's 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 just about to turn
1: twelve. Um mm-hmm. th- actually in a few days from now. And so I've got son who's nineteen and you know, when you see their the, when you see them come home and they're they, they upset about some minor altercation or minor bullying that they mm-hmm. that they experience. That's right. Or, or immediately transport me back to those times which were very dark, and mm-hmm. obviously my empathetic and emotional understanding of that is, is somewhat tainted. So mm-hmm. I, I so I wanted to um, somehow both cathartically share my story of being this very skinny, bullied, picked, picked last for sports type of kid to mm-hmm. being what I am, which is you know a, a seven foot or six foot ten inch bodyguard, and you know and, and had the privileged life that I have um, off the back of that career and use that story as, um, hopefully use that story as some kind of inspiration to others. Um, so I kind of started, um, uh, doing some pieces to camera talking about, um, my, my own journey, um, Mm -hmm. bullying and the feedback I got was very positive and and it was very, um, and it was, it was kind of, it was, it was very heartening, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: um, not only from people that like were from my past, but also from guys around me that I had, no idea, who were also operators and working at the highest levels in the BG world, saying, yeah, well, you know, I had something similar,
3: and I had something similar, and you
1: know, mm-hmm. and all, all empathizing and understanding with what I'd been talking about. And, right. And that, that sort of planted the seed for Bodyguards Against Bullying, which was using inspirational and, 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 um, and powerful and inspiring people um, to tell their stories or their experiences of bullying um, to, to kind of project a light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. uh, because i think like when kids or when adults or women or whoever's being abused or you know um taken advantage of or, or persecuted bullied etc etc um that this is a very lonely place to be it's a very very lonely place to be and, and, and often you can't um, see the light at the end of the tunnel so i i wanted to create an organization that inspires that um that belief system that this that things do get better and look mm-hmm. at what, what, what my life could be or look at these people that have been through similar experiences um, and use that as a tool um, to, to inspire that growth in people's hearts and, you know, especially people who are, you know, experiencing that and living that nightmare daily basis.
0: Uh, absolutely. And uh, just uh, I give you so much credit and, uh, <clears throat> you know, just so much, uh, you know, reassurance that, that your movement is uh, – you know, not only impacting, uh, you know, people around your location, but it's it's imp- impacting people all across the world. And, uh, you know, it's it's just been uh, really amazing to see how much support it's gotten, like you said. And, uh, you know, it's it's just amazing, you know, when you share a message that, you know, really across social media nowadays it, at, that, you know, you never know who's going to come across it or never know who it could impact, you know, that, Hey, you know, you know, I've been through that situation or whatever it may be, male, female reaching out to you. And like you said, it's just really, uh, you know, inspiring and just, uh, you know, provides a lot of light to a situation that, that could be very dark, you know, otherwise. And um, I, I, so just. I just, uh, I, think, mm-hmm. I just think
1: it's important as we as we go through life to, mm-hmm. I mean, often the people that are considered to be most wise and, and carry the most mm-hmm. wisdom. um that the reason that they're wise and they have these insights into life and life's lessons is because they've been through those bad times they've had those experiences you know wisdom mm-hmm. isn't something that just that lands in
4: your lap it's it's, it's, gained, right. it's gained from knowledge and that knowledge is gained from the you know adversity often of,
1: of life and I think sharing that adversity and 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 making people feel like they're not walking on their own um is is a powerful tool um you know, and I also reached out to some of the uh, some of the um, bullying um, the bullying initiatives that already existed uh,
4: on on uh, Insta and other places. And, mm-hmm. and, they, 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 I, and I explained to them what I was you know, thinking, and I, th- right. I didn't even get any response. Bubba, so I decided I decided mm. to start up on my own um, and, and see, right. see you know if we could have any impact or make a difference or
2: whatever it might be. And you know, this is only this this in, this initiative is only six weeks old.
4: Wow.
1: So, you know, so, so, yeah, so I mean, six weeks, six weeks in, we're, we, I think we're good. I think we have 75 ambassadors now, um, from all over the world and from, from varying
3: different, um, backgrounds. And they're not all bodyguards, mm-hmm. but they're certainly not all bodyguards. Um, right. But, you know, it's
2: probably a sort of 60 40 split on that. But the 40 percent mm-hmm. are, you know, we've got, we've got, um, we've got
4: guys that, are, that are, are gay guys, we've got women, we've got, mm-hmm. you know, we've got, um, Every, mm-hmm. the people from all arenas um and i think it's important right. um, that the diversity is
1: translated because bullying exists in every single arena of life so therefore the ambassadors within bodyguards against bullying have to also exist in every arena of life because you know who mm-hmm. knows who's going to come across it and, and and be inspired by whichever ambassador or, or the message or the slogans or you know whatever it might be I just think it's important that we kind of translate that
0: across a huge cross section of, um, of different people. Yes, sir, absolutely. And um what what would you say? Obviously you've you've had um you know uh, a, a, an enduring uh career and just you know you've been you've been around so many big situations and and uh you know what 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 would you say is a is a testament to how you've been able to maintain your success throughout these years and you know, it's one thing to, for somebody to do something for a few weeks or a few years, but you've been at a high level for many, many years now. What what can you attribute most to that? Um, I mean, I think I think that you need you have you have to as we discussed earlier on. You always have to uh, recognize the fact that you that you're always learning,
1: you know, and mm-hmm. there's always right. operators out there that you can learn from. And if you go you're <laughs> Kind of uh, the the ambition to do well, um, and understanding that there's a a line of profession that you can't cross.
4: um, Right, it's
1: that to the key factors, Um, and and I I suppose I I I'm I'm not under the illusion that my physical stature is any kind of um, uh, advantage because your your, your, your physical stature will will get you in the door, get your foot in the door. Um, but it won't. But it, right. but it won't get you sat at the table. And there's a certain part of you that mm-hmm. needs to be a chameleon um, and be able to be mm-hmm. able to engage and communicate on any level. Um, you know, whether that be mm-hmm. with uh, the Pope or the Hell's Angels, you need to be able to sit, right. sit down and and, right. and be able to engage on their level um, so that you can formulate um, respect and trust and, and, and an understanding that you know what you're talking about. Um, you know th- these are the, right. th- these are the things, um, but definitely, um, you know, you're only as good as your last job, Bubba. That's the truth, right? You know, and mm-hmm. and, and, right. and and often and often, you know, it's a very it's a very um, what you describe as a clicky and a picky industry, and it's very small in the higher echelons of the circuit, um, and, mm-hmm. and you just need to know your place and 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 be humble and respectful and uh, and and you know and you have to prove yourself out all the time Every, you know of, often the buck right. stops with you baba you know because in mm-hmm. situations when they go right. wrong there's no one to turn around to and say uh you know i need help with this or that or um you know you, you are mm-hmm. you're literally the buck stops with you and and having that firmly embedded in your mind um is is a baptism by fire but when when you realize that you often in a situation which is which leave where you where you are the, the final the final uh, post in the in the game that's uh, that's that's mm-hmm. quite, that, that can be quite um, empowering. It can be it can also be frightening, right. as well, but it
0: can be empowering. You know. Yes, sir, absolutely. And um, what what is some some solid advice that you could give to somebody that says you know maybe they see the work that we're doing um, you know as EP or bodyguards. What 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 would you say to them that if they're saying, hey, I want to get into this field, I, I really like this, and you know it's something I may may want to do. What what is your first uh, your first and your most pivotal advice that you could provide to anybody looking to get into the security well, I industry?
1: Mean, I, th- I think um, the security industry is is uh, it's um, it can be quite cutthroat, so I think I think it's very important mm-hmm. that you that you um, engage in very extremely good training. Um, and that you keep your mind open to constantly being educated. Um, I think it's important to surround yourself with uh, the right kind of people and the right mindset. Um, Definitely, definitely um, read a lot. Definitely get involved in all the texts. There's been a huge amount of literature and and, and work uh, written on on the industry. Um, Try and reach out to those people that actually have real-world experience because... Real world experience mm-hmm. is what actually counts, um, and it's kind of like a catch twenty right. two situation because um, nobody wants you when you haven't got experience, but you can't get experience without being wanted. So it's it's, it's it is crack, cracking the code is quite difficult. I mean, I wish I had like ten bucks for every hour that I stood static somewhere in my career because I'd be a very wealthy man. Um, so so you
0: you, know, right.
3: you have to be <laughs> prepared to. Do the do the
0: the, uh, the donkey work to be able to get to the point where mm-hmm. you're actually
1: respected and uh, regarded within the
0: industry. Absolutely, yes, sir. And um, if if it was anything uh, across your journey uh, in life or in your profession that uh, where you faced a time where you just didn't think there was a, there was light at the end of the tunnel that there was, it was a obstacle that was just too big to overcome. And, and you were able to persevere. You were able to face adversity head on. What, what, what was that? What, what, can you give us a story of, of, of how you were able to, and obviously in the EP road and bodyguard road every day, I think we, we are faced with those type of tasks and challenges and duties that, you know, but if there was one that really stood out in your mind where you just thought that there was no way you could, you could have, gotten to that next step and 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 how did you get there and and, and you know can you give us a rundown uh, of mean, that there's
1: been challenge there's been many many challenging situations over my career over my career mm-hmm. um, back shortly after the um after the revolution in libya i was tasked um with uh taking one of the uh one of the united nations preferred candidates for uh, the new presidential
2: um, position uh, like a guy called
1: mm-hmm. Acid Um and I was working with a, a, a
2: fundamentally Danish special forces team, and we were we, we were uh, engaged mm-hmm. engaged and looking after him for a, a period of like three or four months. Um,
1: and the team were flying right. in and out of
2: um, out of Tripoli, and
1: uh, yeah, there was definitely some some edgy moments there and taking responsibility for their my crew my team's life at that time which is effectively what we were doing um definitely challenged me emotionally um, because the responsibility for fathers and children and um, and husbands and wives it's it's, uh it's um it's something that definitely sits deeply inside you if you've got any kind of um, uh, any kind of emotional cortex and yeah, I mean, those days—those with days, those days with, those day, those days deep, with uh, challenges and big decisions, um, and, and and strategically uh, complicated situations. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it's it's it's, it's kind of a, as I said, the learning curve is often steep in those scenarios,
2: um, and mm-hmm.
1: you know, we, you just have to kind of plow on through, you know, and, 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 and and you know, you. It's, Definitely a baptism by fire uh, when you're when you're making um, logistical and strategic calls not only
2: for yourself, but for your team, and for the client, um, which could ultimately
1: end up in you know you, you know someone dying. These are the these are the stories, these are the scenarios that you spend your whole life training for. Um, but very few VGs actually get into positions where those become reality. Those life and death decisions become reality. So definitely
0: was a great thing for sure absolutely and um, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier uh, not so much directly but it kind of came up in, in some explainings that you were uh, providing what what would you say uh, in, in this field uh, you know from from my perspective and, and from a lot of uh, the elite and, and people that are uh, really excelling you know to, to, a, to a clientele that you know, people want to be around and, and, and things of that nature. What what can you touch on about the critical soft skill that is required in the bodyguarding realm that to the, to the outside eye, uh, to the outside ear, uh, people may say, well, how, why does a bodyguard have to possess a, a, a soft skill? Isn't it just about size and gunslinging? What What can you testify to how important the soft skill is in, in developing relationships well, in, in mean, your work?
1: The soft skills are actually the most fundamentally important part of the job full stop because um, mm-hmm. what, we're really, what we're really talking about in the bodyguard industry is a belief system. And um, what you are effectively is a salesman within that within that infrastructure because what you're doing is you're selling a feeling of safety. Now, that feeling of safety that you're imparting onto your client uh, is developed through um, trust. And the trust comes from making good and strategic and, and valuable decisions and being able to dynamically respond to you know, evolving situations. And after, after, I don't know, several months or maybe, maybe almost immediately, When you've made situations uh, more streamlined, more smooth, more efficient, more comfortable for a client, um, then that trust um, that trust begins to grow. And as the trust expands, um, you know the the conversations become more personal. And you know, but then you have to manage how how engaged or involved you become in these people's lives, because you never want to blur the line between your professionalism and the aspiration to be closer to a celebrity, whether they be A-list or Z-list, it doesn't really matter but often, mm-hmm.
4: often right. um, senior or experienced bodyguards will,
1: um, will 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 make that line very, very clear and the people that are more new to the game will will somehow um, develop a misunderstanding of their position and try and, uh, and try and become too friendly to the that's um mm-hmm. that's always a mistake as soon as, as soon as, as, soon as you, you, you you kind of have any kind of um ambition to be a friend of a client then you've step, stepped over a line
0: You can mm-hmm. go back. From. right yes sir absolutely it's it's such a uh, you know like you said a fine line and and you really gotta you know always keep that professionalism number one and keep you know like you said that trust trust and professionalism and uh you know, that, uh, everything else, you know, is really secondary other than, you know, the main primary is getting client A to B safely, you know, keeping them out of trouble, keeping them out of harm's way. And, uh, you know, everything else just is really just, uh, uh, uh it's not of the most importance, you know, that, that, that there's no more important task than to keep them safe and, and out of harm's yeah, way. No, I mean, ultimately what you're doing Bubba, is you're,
1: you're trying to streamline their life experience because, um, the strange thing about the job is actually that you kind of, in some ways, talk yourself out of a job, because the more successful you are mm-hmm. in keeping the client out of harm's way, um, psychologically, the client believes that he needs you less and less, or she needs you less and less, because they'll turn around to you and say mm-hmm. things like, well, I'm not sure I really need you around anymore, Mason, because, you know, we've really had no incidents in the last six to ten months, and you like, well, there's a reason for
4: that, Right. And,
1: you know, that's... The-
4: so it's that, right. so that, that kind of, uh,
1: those kind of conversations are always interesting and, and so, sometimes amusing because um, the dots aren't often joined, which is, you know, the fact that they haven't had any incidents is largely to do with the fact that you've been doing good work. Uh, um, so, so, and once you connect right, dots absolutely. You the dots client's mind, they suddenly have an epiphany moment where they go, oh, okay, I actually understand that the difference is, the difference in the equation of my life from two years ago when I was having threats and drama and stalkers and, you know, mm-hmm. aggressive paparazzi and, you know, uh,
3: le- mm-hmm. less cooperation that I'm getting from the people around me, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Um, Part of the equation that's created that uh, new, new life experience is actually the security that's often the case.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, such a such an important role that, that security plays. And, uh, you know, with, you know, from, it could be, you know, simple, simple tasks to, to most important tasks. Like I said, you know, keeping somebody safe and being entrusted with information and, you know, route planning and, and planning for your team and, and for your clients and, uh, you know, just walkthroughs of locations. It, it's so much that, that goes into this and it's, it's so much uh, knowledge. And like you said, wisdom and, and just uh, a constant level of training that, uh, one has to possess and just to never let your guard down in any situation. And, you know, that's, that's extremely important. And, uh, you know, I just appreciate you for, uh, you know, allowing me to pick your brain and, you know, you're such a, uh, a motive, you're such a, a motivational person and inspiration to, know, you know, so many across the world. And, uh, you're, you know, you're somebody that, uh, not just people in the security industry can look up to, but, you know, people all across the world and all different ages. And, uh, you know, it's just a, uh, a testament to your, uh, you know, willingness to, to be great at, at something in life. And, uh, you, you can tell that you really, uh, you know, you're so passionate and, uh, you know that you really discovered your calling in life and uh you know that's that's one thing a lot of people in life they they uh you know they may not be happy with what they're doing and and you know when you're truly happy with with what you're doing in your profession and your workings it's it, it truly makes a difference and uh you know it's it, it's so important to yeah, to discover no, I, that in life
1: agree. I mean I appreciate all your all your praise baba but really you know a, a, a huge part of the a huge part of the job is is literally being a sponge and and looking for those people around you that can offer positive advice and and you know positive tips and you know and things which things which will make you more efficient and, and better at what you do. Um,
4: much of what we do is mm-hmm. common sense, but you you'd be super surprised right. about the amount of people that have a distinct lack of common sense. And you know, and, and right. you know, simple things. <laughs> Um, Being able to anticipate Mm
3: -hmm. things
1: as they change and move forward and and, and anticipate the next move of the client or or the the principal you're looking after, um, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's very much
2: much a a human instinct-based career. Um, And and, and you just have to heighten those
1: human instincts and be more empathetic, more caring, more more considerate, more nice. And, you know, uh, and basically place yourself in their position and ask yourself, what can I be doing more now to give this person, this client, this principal um, a, a stronger feeling of security, a stronger feeling of safety, a stronger feeling of efficiency? Um, uh, these are all questions that you should be constantly playing through your mind. Um, and and you have to also be able to um, soak up, soak up um, negative situations, and 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 not bring too much of your own self to the table. You know?
4: Um, I, I often, I often yes. hear and see um, security guys,
1: when they're asked how their life is by a client or by somebody who's you know, is part of the entourage, they'll actually engage in, in conversations where they're talking about you know, their wife's having a bad time at the moment or their, their children or whatever it might be, but they're bringing too much of themselves into the, into the situation. And um, being, uh, you, as a bodyguard, you need to be able to internalize your own... Your own um, uh, dramas, your own uh, experiences, your own negativity um, that may be existing in your life and, and put it on hold and be able to pour your entire self into the, into the life of the of client who needs you on a completely positive, smiling, engaging, dynamic, evolving, uh, you know, as a, as a benefit and a streamlined uh, kind of uh, tool in, within their own lives.
4: So, so it's just, yeah, right saying, a- absolutely so you to find yourself, um um playing down your own personal circumstances or not even alluding to
2: anything that's going wrong in your own life for the betterment of of your, of your position within the infrastructure of the client's entrepreneur.
0: Yes sir absolutely and um if if you could say uh, one skill or one asset uh, that, that a bodyguard should possess uh what like as far as in the sense of if, if you know, over any equipment, over any technology, if if there was what would you what would you name as the most important skill or asset or trait that a bodyguard should possess? Uh, there's, there's four loyalty, integrity, mm-hmm. punctuality, and
1: empathy. Those four those four things. Um obviously your loyalty is key critical because at no point should that be compromised mm-hmm. and you know whilst you a specific client, um, their, their confidence, their, their confidentiality, all of those aspects of their life need to be mm-hmm. maintained to the highest possible standard. Um, your
3: integrity needs mm-hmm. to be unquestionable. Um, you, you always need to be um, completely transparent, honest, uh,
1: reliable, um, and make sure that you're make sure that you're beyond question when it comes to the client's own um, feeling about you as an individual. Um, you know, obviously, obviously the the honesty thing is is, is hugely is hugely important,
2: um, and you need to be you need to be frank and um, and driven and, uh, and non compromising on, on that aspect. Um, but yeah, it's
4: it's it, a, a, and, and punctuality finally is is that you know if you're on time you're late and if you're early you're on time. These are the things these are the things that you learn. Right. There's no room for
1: the client and um, being in any way affected by your schedule or your need or your requirements everything that you do within within the um, the bodyguard world needs to be around uh, fundamentally based around the betterment of the of the client's experience and, and not your own
0: absolutely and that's so important and uh you know truly pivotal that uh you know like like you said you just you're you're it's all about them and uh you know, making sure that their needs are met, and uh, you know that they they have peace of mind. You know, most importantly, that you know when you're there, when you're protecting them, and you know when your team is is, is surrounding them, and and you know you're in your movements of, of you know that you're always in a state of due diligence, and you're just uh, constantly on the proactive swivel, you know, uh, alert, aware of everything, and you know that just really gives them uh, so much peace of mind that they they deserve, and that you know that it, it reassures them that you know like it's kind of like why hire me you know it, it's it's kind of like that that you know when a client it's just they, they'll feel something they'll feel it's a lot different when they're with somebody that they can truly trust and you know it's almost like where they can just almost sit back and not worry per se you know it's it really takes a lot of a lot of stress off of them about
2: reduce, reducing their risk
0: mm-hmm. profile and by reducing their risk profile you're mm-hmm.
2: giving
1: them a sense of ease and confidence in your abilities so as i said
3: so whilst, whilst you're providing safety mm-hmm. and security for your client,
1: um, you know they're always, always under the impression that everything would have been going smoothly whether you were there or not, right? Is because that's that's how mm-hmm. a smooth right. transition should be. Um, I think you know ultimately. People don't realize, I mean, I think a lot of people believe that whilst you're wrapped up in the A-list and their lives and private jets and all that kind of stuff, like five-star hotels, mm-hmm. that, that your life is, is, is a dream. But the reality is, of course, there's, mm-hmm. there's some amazing parts to it and, you know, traveling and the journeys right. and the food and, you know, the people that you and the life experiences you have are, are, are you know, often second to none. But then, but then on the flip side of mm-hmm. that coin, you know, you may do a thirty-six hour day. I've definitely worked. I've definitely woken up on a Monday morning and not slept until a Wednesday afternoon. That's definitely
4: happened, you know, multiple times in my career. Uh, and, and those kind of right. uh, attrition-based um, tasks
1: and attrition-based um, factors, which are certainly not comfortable for everybody, um, and. and People, not you know your normal guy that goes to work and does it nine to five or is nine to seven and complains about his fourteen or sixteen hour day, you know couldn't possibly conceive that anyone could be doing thirty six hours pretty much awake the entire time. You know that's that's that you know that that's beyond most people's concept. And then you have the, you know, this constant uh, demand or this constant availability that has to exist where the client could, you know, you could go on a long haul flight, which could be 15, 16, 20
3: hours, um, arrive at a hotel, Mm -hmm. get back to to your room after you've, you know,
2: you've safely secured the client in his
1: room or her room, and and Mm -hmm. then the phone goes off and they want to go to the gym, you know, and that's, and there's no, there's no, right.
4: you do it later. There's only, um, there's
1: only there's only yes, that's the only thing you have, it's the yes, you have to do it, there's no, there's no,
0: there's no question. Absolutely, and yes, sir. you know, yes, sir, it's, it's, it's you know, yeah. uh, it's a very demanding job, uh, you know, to say the least, you know, uh, physically, mentally, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of one of the things, it's like, you either got it or you don't, and, and, you know, just, you you got to constantly be in that state of of as we touch you know constantly be evolving as a person you know in a state of training uh you know mentally prepared uh you know physically prepared you know everything that you're leaving no stone unturned you know that uh you know it's your client safety and your safety and you know those those that are on the detail and and protectees uh, you know rely so heavily on those on those components. Um, if there was, if there was anything, um, uh, else that you wanted to touch on Mason, while we, we get ready to wrap this up is, you know, if there's any final words or final offerings of encouragement or, uh, just any life advice or any type of, uh, security filled Rome, um, insight, uh, whatever it may be, if you, if you just want to, uh, conclude on, on some final thoughts, uh, wh- whatever is on your mind, I mean, you, know, you know, dearest firstly, on your mind.
1: I say, thanks very much for having me on Baba. I, I appreciate the uh, opportunity to kind of, um... Talk about work. It's not often you get to, you know, uh, impart your experience onto onto other people, and you know, I, I appreciate the I appreciate the chance. Um, I think I think. I yes, think sir. The, 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 certainly, right now, um there's a process with this mm-hmm. COVID nineteen situation, which everyone should be going through, which is to reevaluate and to look at what's important in their lives. Because if there's anything that this situation mm-hmm. has taught us, it's that. Um, we should probably slow down a bit you know we should probably we should probably take a little bit more time uh, and think about those things that actually have uh, fundamental fundamental importance in our lives our children our wives our parents okay. you know um and i think there's going to be a shift in consciousness um about the about the values and the important things in life as, as we move forward I, I mean, I, I obviously hope that you know anyone who's listening to this um, isn't too heavily impacted by COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. um, and I hope that we all get through this together and, and, and we, we start to you know reevaluate the world and hopefully, hopefully create something that's a little bit more um, humane, a little bit more self self analytical, a little bit more a little bit more self. Uh, deprecating and, and and understand that like this is a moment in time where we can actually look back and and be proud of the things that we did during this time and um and you know hope for hope for better things and a more a more um empathetic world to live in as we move forward
3: hmm
0: Right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate it so much that, you know, uh, you were so humble to come on here and, uh, you know, just, uh, like I said, just, you know, giving us that, that crucial insight and, uh, you know, just you're, you're, there's not an adjective, uh, powerful enough Mason to describe, uh, the the amount of knowledge that you, you, you were able to render to us and, you know, knowledge and wisdom are, are so important. They will monetize forever in life. And, uh, you know, we should always be in a constant state of reading and learning and, and evolving I- I mentally and, 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 and all of our senses. And, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, truly grateful for that. And, uh, you know, I wish you so much prosperity and, uh, you know, happy early birthday to your daughter. Um, you know, just may you continue to, to continue to prosper and, um, you know, continue to always be safe in all of your endeavors, uh, whether it be life or, you know, in the security realm and, uh, you know, just know that you, uh, you know you're inspiring so many and that uh it, it's a complete respect on on my end from uh you know man to man It's is so much respect that I have for you and uh you know it's it's not many people with the amount of successes that you've had in life that you know can 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 give back and and stay so true to themselves and so grounded and humble uh you know cuz you know, whether you're at the bottom of the mountain or in the middle or at the top, it's, it's, you know, sometimes it can kind of be a challenge, you know, in life that as we get certain accolades or we get, you know, certain opportunities that we could, you know, become maybe arrogant or, or maybe cocky and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, I've, I've never had that vibe from you. You've always been, uh, you know, such a a great man and, and, uh, very humble and just thank you for everything that you're doing to keep people safe and protected and, and out of harm's way. And, you know, uh, with the, everything that you're doing with your bodyguards against bullying movement that it, just understand that I, I stand fully with you with that. And, uh, you know, any help I can be throughout that journey and uh, of your organization, you know, I'm, I'm, here for you brother. And, uh, you know, may, may God bless you yeah. always uh, and, and you know, stay safe.
1: You, uh, thanks for, thanks for taking the time to, to listen to the things mm-hmm. that we you know we've discussed. And, um, I, I mean, I wish you all the success moving forward in your career. You're still young and you've still got the, uh, the bit between your teeth and, you know, anything that I can do moving forward to, to help you or mentor you, or, you know, you're more than welcome to call me anytime and we can chat and discuss. No problem.
0: Yes, sir. And I, I greatly appreciate that so much. And uh, like I said, again, thank you so much for, uh, you know, the life insight and, and, you know, the the security insight that you were able to bring to light and, you know, so much wisdom and knowledge that you're, that you're just, you know, overflowing with. And, uh, you know, I greatly appreciate it. This is the Bubba's bodyguards podcast. Again, thank you so much to Mason Haynes, uh, one of the most respected and top bodyguards in the road. I just I appreciate your time so much here. Uh, the podcast is available on iTunes, Google play stitcher radio, overcast, Spotify, and Apple podcast. Thank you again, Mason. And, and, you know, may yeah, you keep care, safe, brother, and, safe and healthy during this time. All right. All right. You too. Bye-bye.